0: empower and rehabilitate you back to health without further ado please enjoy the show welcome everybody uh back to the show i am so excited to talk with my guest today michael challenger he is an actor a producer an author the owner of a new entertainment i don't know you know he probably does a whole bunch of other things that we'll probably learn a little bit more about but welcome to the show michael
1: thank you so much i'm so happy to be here
0: so I want to start off uh, first by kind of just touching briefly on your book. We're going to come back to it in detail. I I want to kind of just set the tone for our listeners that um, we're, we're going to talk about your book and what it entails. But maybe you could start there and talk about what your book is.
1: Sure. So the title of my book is called Don't Let Fear Paralyze You. Uh, it's a self-help book. It gets people in a deep reflection on places that they need to go in their life. And uh, this came from a personal experience, which is why I wrote the book. So I'm happy to talk about it and share uh, what's going on with the book.
0: Yeah, awesome. I it, And I just, I love the title of the book and I think it so fits into, you know, the whole concept of this podcast, Living a Better Life. And I think fear is one of the main um, things that keeps people from, from living their better life.
1: Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's one of those things that I had to really face and uh, come to terms with explaining it to people, uh, looking at my life and, and understanding that on many, many levels, how it inhibited me from being the best self. Yeah. So when I uh, started to do the work and, and really write it down and make sense of it all, I needed to share the information with other people.
0: Yeah, so we're going to dive a little deeper into that. Uh, a little later, but I, I, you know, we we've sort of chatted before, and I know a little bit about you, but um, I'm just really excited to kind of dive into uh, some of your history. So I want to start like I want to start maybe in early childhood. What kinds of things were you up to?
1: Sure. It, so I think you know I was a regular kid, uh, you know, growing up and uh, raised by a single mom. So she really I was just a guy, a kid had a lot of energy and uh, wanted to be part of many many things. So always really into sports, uh, predominantly and. Uh, wanted to stay busy my mother actually just wanted me to stay busy because I was so I just had so much energy but um essentially my life was uh, pretty it was really good there was a lot of love in the home and um, uh, I I accidentally got into the performing arts so somebody uh, suggested that I take a dance class and uh, that was something that I had never thought of it wasn't something that wasn't I just I just it was never presented to me and I thought okay you know what uh sure no problem so it starts there I started I did a dance class I was in a room with a bunch of girls and uh they were all giggling when I entered the room and when I um when I started it I I had a but I had an incredible teacher so he was a, a male teacher that was really really strong uh just just he disciplined the class in a way that we still love today and from that moment on my life changed
0: uh I'm curious what kind of a dance class like what kind of stuff
1: it was a uh it was a kind of jazz dance class it was a little you know
0: contemporary mixed in not, no not so much
1: like like jazz funk
0: okay cool <laughs> okay, <laughs> yeah
1: yeah, yeah that sure. was a, it was it was i mean he had a he was a cool guy like kind of at, at, it was commercial dance so we had yeah I don't okay know, yeah.
0: cool I, I was just curious
1: yeah yeah so we um so from that moment um we i had a woman who came in and she basically scouted me and she thought you know this kid has something going on and if he stays with me uh, i think he'll go places that started at the age of 13 that same year i started doing music videos i started doing competitions i mean if you're a boy and you can dance and if you follow direction you're gonna work
0: Absolutely. Right. Yeah. So you were in music videos. So I was
1: like, so so I was in music videos, I started doing uh yeah, I started doing competitions and just 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 not knowing anything. And from that moment, I, uh, I saw my the, my life change. I started being involved with different contracts. I started getting paid at a very very young age, which was really cool. Uh, and I became the cool kid in the school. Yeah. Like people saw me on television, they were like, "What are you What are you doing?" Right. So um, I decided to stay in it because it became my business at a very young age, and I um, uh, started traveling the world as a teenager.
0: Amazing. Yeah. Yeah. So. You know, you mentioned that you were starting to get contracts and you were starting to get paid um, to perform. You know, would we know of any you know, big things
1: that you've been in? Like- well, uh, so, so here's the thing. I, uh, now I'm going to date myself, but when I was, you know, at, at, I started doing things for much music. Okay. Um, and, uh, and, uh, I did a, so I'm from Montreal originally born and raised. And so I was working with a lot of French, uh, French Canadian artists. So that whole milieu over there in Montreal, they have their own star system. So I was just doing a lot of French television, working with a lot of French artists. And it was a, um, it just worked consistently, in in that field and from there I would you know travel throughout Canada doing shows shows with the casinos um, etc
0: okay awesome Um, so I was reading this in your bio and I have to ask it mainly uh, actually for two reasons a because um, you traveled to my home country Poland so I was very curious about that number two and I, I want to tell you a little bit of an interesting story why it stuck out to me so when the show so you think you can dance came on TV I absolutely fell in love with it like I watched it from season one it was actually the reason I got into ballroom dancing
1: oh wow I didn't yeah. know you did that yeah. Wow! Yeah. so yeah so
0: I, I ended up signing up at uh, Fred Astaire's and um, uh, yeah I started dancing I danced um, you know one-on-one privately with uh, an instructor for two years I did their in-house um, you know amateur ballroom competition at Deerhurst in Muskoka and that was super fun wow um, You know, it kind of got expensive and I was getting ready to go into physio school, so I kind of uh, pivoted uh, into a different sport, but um, I just recall loving the show and it being the reason that I wanted to dance because it was so beautiful. So where does So You Think You Can Dance and Poland come into your story?
1: (laughs) Uh, yeah, so I again, and this is the story of my life. Of course, we don't have a lot of time on this on this particular yeah. show, but uh, one of the things there was a gentleman who actually went out to he was one of the producers for the show. and because of uh, my you know relationship and knowing him, he suggested a friend and myself to go out there and to direct an episode out there. Awesome. yeah.
0: like how cool is that?
1: it's it's the coolest thing when you know, some of these things that have been presented to me in my career, it's it's just, it's unfathomable and i still to this day pinch myself thinking like how did this all happen you yeah. know so uh going to poland was obviously in uh it was incredible because i don't know when a guy like myself going to poland to to be a part of a franchise that's that big it was that was also that was great um yes. but the objective was really cool because when i went out there i was uh, you know working with. Young Polish dancers that got to a certain level. So there were the top. I think it, I think it was the top fifteen at the time. Yes. And um, my instruction, or what I was told to do, was to really get them to a place where they started to. F- feel more yes. live with more expression in their dancing teach them how to write so there was so i uh without speaking the language obviously yeah. and being really uh much more of, it was all based on expression and trying to get them in a certain place mm-hmm. the experience was incredible and a lot of those kids uh you know, broke down into tears because they were so appreciative of what happened because nobody had ever done that for them before. So in terms of technique and talent, they were exceptional, but there was a part that, you know, producers and the the team, what they wanted us to do for them. So, um, what a, what a, what a great experience and uh, a lot of talent out there.
0: Yeah. Awesome. Okay. So let's, um, so I imagine, you know, as a young kid. And experiencing these, like, what everybody would consider, like, really cool would be really scary.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And so, uh, you know, fear has always been a part of my life because I kind of jumped into things not really knowing what they were what they were about. And um, I always had to overcome them in the end. And I think we all do in our own respectful way. But it's interesting when you're being put in front of a camera, when you're being put in front of an audience of people, when you're not really sure how that's going to be. And that's really like, I guess, as I was saying in the beginning, it was all an accident. So I was figuring things out as I as I performed really like the stage was my kind of experience of life and and telling stories to thousands of people um and working with exceptional artists so my life was always um challenged in ways that you can't really it's 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 you don't expect it right because every scenario is completely different it's not like you're going to nine to five where you're like okay I know the flow I know what's going to go on it's when you're a performer you, you, you
0: don't know what's gonna come. The you, show must go on. The show as must say. show
1: must go on, and you really figure it out along the way. So you have to be uh, ready for whatever comes your way.
0: How do you, you know, if you're getting ready to do a performance or you're being asked to do something, how do you prep yourself internally for that? Like, do you have like a self talk that kind of keeps the, you know, butterflies and the jitters? Because I imagine. You know people experience that like people experience those physical sensations of like excitement fear you know all in one one place like how do you kind of keep yourself focused and you know performing
1: I think the biggest thing for me is just the rehearsal you know coming back it comes back down to how prepared i am and uh doing the work so i'm i I always rely on you know whoever the director is whoever the team is that we you know we do enough rehearsals so that everybody feels comfortable and that uh by the time it's you know you 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 get on stage it's almost like second nature it's
0: it becomes muscle memory
1: it really does and so so that helps it immensely because um with that's something that i didn't and, it, and it's interesting too because people who do impromptu i always look at them i'm like they're, you're amazing some of these like performers who have no idea what's going on and they just go with the flow i'm like kudos to you i've done it on you know some occasions but it's still it's a skill right absolutely
0: and i think that's an important thing that you've just mentioned it's a skill and it's yeah. a practice um you know i think some people look at um, you know, somebody speaking on stage and think, wow, they're really amazing because, you know, they see the end product, but they don't see all the blood, sweat, and tears that go into. Um, making something successful, right? Whether it's you're looking at a business person or any, anything, right? An athlete, you know, you look at them and you're like, wow, they just have this natural talent. Well, they may have some natural abilities and talents, but they've honed it. They've teased it out. They have failed. They've tweaked. They've practiced. And, And that it's the accumulation of that experience that we see.
1: 100%. we don't see
0: the step by steps
1: yeah and and it's the you know it's how you know obviously you, you have to be gifted to some extent in order to perform or to do the things that you do but it is the perseverance it is yeah. the hard work it is the 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 training or the 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 love that you have for the craft if you don't have it, it it's really hard to um stand by it and and convince people that you know this is something that Uh, I want to do for the rest of my life so if you're not in it to win it yeah then it's, it's it's
0: gonna be hard it's gonna be hard so where does the book come in you know, what, you know, you said a personal story prompted writing the book. Well, you know, where does the book fit within your life story?
1: Well, it comes back down to being the performer when you're just following direction from everybody. I think I was always, I was great at it. I was great at, um, you know, doing my job. But then when it came down to actually now living my own respectful life and, and focusing on my vision and what i wanted to tell people and and the stories that i wanted to tell it it brought up a lot of stuff and so um a little bit about my past is that i decided to i was living in vancouver bc at the time and i moved to los angeles to go to universal studios um to study production and so when i was out there uh that a lot of things came to the surface because it was now this is my work. It's being displayed everywhere. You know, um, people are coming to sit in and watch what I have to say and do as a director. And so I was challenged on so many levels because I was so used to hiding behind the character, yes. hiding behind the performance. So even though we may be out there in front of the audience, we're still there's still a um Fine line of not necessarily being authentic to yourself. So when I had to, you know, really start, you know, writing and directing and producing, there was a vulnerability that I had never experienced. Mm. So it was really interesting for me to um, be forced in the the director's chair and to stand up with whatever came my way. One of the things that I learned is that, you know, when you are telling a story, I mean, at that point, it's like creating, you know, having a child and then and just seeing it go and then. Every, all the comments that come your way, you just have to accept what it is, whether it's good or bad.
0: Yeah.
1: Right. So, so all of that in itself put me in this place, place of vulnerability that I had never experienced. And so I had no other way. I didn't know what to.
0: You didn't know how to navigate. I
1: didn't know how to navigate it. I didn't know what direction to go in. So I thought the only way that I can actually start to really process this is through writing. And so that was a personal thing that ended up being something that turned into a book. Because I understood that it's not just for me in this moment. It's actually to help others with their fear as well.
0: Yeah. Um, I wanted to ask you, um, how do you define fear? I mean, is it an emotion? Is it a feeling? Is it, you know, how do you define it in in the context of your book?
1: I think in the context of the book, I always say that, you know, it's uh, an acronym that I use uh, quite a bit is the false expectations appearing real. Um. Uh, and, and in many ways, I um, it's it's this idea that we place upon ourselves that doesn't necessarily exist. And so when we actually identified in that way, and without it, rather than you know getting stuck in this idea, because that's exactly what happened to me on so many levels, I became paralyzed because I thought I couldn't, or I wouldn't be, or I shouldn't. Right? Versus just actually being and being in that present moment so there was a fear for me had come in in so many in so many ways in my life personally professionally I got, when I got deeper I understood that this is this is a problem and so I, I really want to overcome it on, on on many levels right yeah I um so and so it's now it's interesting for me now it's great because I love the fact that I wrote the book I love the fact that I did enough research on fear that knowing that whatever comes up because it still comes up Oh, of course! Right, it still comes up. Every new challenge that I take, there's always something that is presenting itself. But because of what I what I understand or what internally what's happening, I know how to deal with it now. Right, yes. and so and so the studying part. I tell everybody, you know, people say, Michael, how do you overcome fear? How do you how do you start processing that? And I say, it's time. You know, you got to start studying you. You got to get deeper with you in order to start the process. So you know, the book itself is that. There's a lot of. Um, questions it's, awesome. it's it's an interactive book
0: okay great yeah so it's kind of helping to give people like sort of the how to get to know thyself
1: thyself yeah. on, on many levels and, and so that the book is not just me speaking at you it's really about you taking the time to really really identify with what's coming up and being truthful with yourself right because at the end of the day nobody can navigate your happiness except yourself
0: absolutely yeah If you had to give somebody a tip or something interesting that you've learned for yourself in terms of overcoming that fear, what would that be?
1: I think the biggest thing for me, the tip that I would give is to really whatever is coming up, slow down Mm. and just observe what's happening versus running away from it right because I or think or running with it or or right or running with it right yeah. depending how you want it, depending how you're looking at it right yeah. because I yeah. think that when it comes up people it's it's fight or flight right Absolutely. so some people want to run in the other direction because they're like I can't do with it or they run towards it and it's and there's you know uh, a, a struggle a struggle in it and it's it's difficult to actually like to swallow so um so depending how you look at it but I think that it's it's the slowing down observing it um and really, really identifying, you know, what the problem is, so that you can find a solution.
0: Yeah. Well, you got to you got to break it, break it down, right? Because I mean, the fear is 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 a thought, right? It's either you're thinking about a future um, outcome, or you're um, thinking about the past because you maybe you've had a past ex- negative experience that's creating the fear. Like you know, you're either in the past or the future. But if you slow down to yeah. be in the present moment, and then you try to almost like pull yourself away from yourself so that you could look at your own self and see what your self is thinking yeah but like be objective about it and like curious right yeah, yeah like I th- why am i thinking this way or why am i feeling this way what is the deeper meaning behind this what is it that i'm actually afraid of
1: yeah and i i think that there's and and again there's so many different components to fear right it doesn't necessarily mean that it's just coming from your life it is a generational thing it's conditioning it's our environments there's so many different components that you know we we sometimes we can be hard on ourselves and want to you know blame ourselves for certain things happening but if we take that time and we really understand that oh right this has been uh, my, my mother has told me this for yeah. several years my dad has had this conversation with me which is why i actually the, their projection of what's going on in their life has now been a, I, i've i've taken that in yeah so
0: sometimes, yeah so sometimes your your fear isn't even your own your
1: own right and and that is just a um and, that, mm-hmm. and that's just it, it's it's a thing that happens from ch- childhood right yeah. and and we don't realize it so you know so that's the, that's the, the, it can get really deep, but it's also amazing because when you can identify with it, then you, you, there's a certain freedom that you start to feel. And that's why I tell people, because, you know, I've been on tour with the book. I've been, you know, speaking to people about this particular topic. And that's exactly what happens. Either they're, extremely happy to talk about it and they say Michael oh my god I'm afraid of everything and I'm ready to read your book or they're like don't even come close I'm not right? ready
0: to face these I'm not, things I'm not
1: ready to face these things I'm not ready to look at it because it's because I'm probably not going to like what I see
0: Yeah. right
1: so and that's okay too right there's no I, you know I'm not interested in forcing anybody but I think that um you know media and 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 the, and again, like I said, the conditioning. There's so much projection that we we take in, and we we develop this fear that we sometimes don't know where it's coming from.
0: Yeah, yeah. Uh, I think awareness is half the battle, right? Like you have to be first become aware of something in order to be able to to change it.
1: Hundred percent. Right. Hundred percent. Um,
0: and and you have to, I guess, be willing to you know step into the shadows. But, you know, the moment that you do, you bring the light with you.
1: 100%. 100, right? Yeah. So
0: as dark as it gets, the more, like when you step into it, you bring the light with it. Right? You you look at it and you start shining the light on it.
1: Well, it is also, you know, and it doesn't always, yes, there's moments when it's it feels dark, but it's all your attitude. Yeah. right I, I, I always come back to what's your attitude when you are looking at some of these things right because mm. so, there are things that are going to present themselves constantly but if you have a good attitude knowing that this is great thank you so much for the fact that I've learned this about myself it's not really cute but yeah. you know what I'm ready to face it I'm ready to talk about it right I I never thought that I would ever speak about fear in public yeah. I never thought that I would, I would put myself for the rest of my life because now the book's out there yeah. in this vulnerable state right yeah. but in retrospect and when I think about it now it's probably the strongest decision I've ever made for myself. Yeah. Right? It's Be- freeing. It is completely freeing and and it's helping others to free them as to help others free themselves as well.
0: Absolutely. So
1: it's it's a uh, the the reward from it and to see, you know, the, the, that decision that I made in the end of writing this book was all well worth it. In the
0: yeah. Amazing. Amazing. So I guess, um, you know, there might be people out there going, I want to be a piece of this. So where can people find your book?
1: So the easiest way is Amazon. You know, they can go to um, my website. They can go to michaelchallenger.com and they can uh, access the book there or they can go directly to amazon.com um, or .ca wherever yeah. they want and type in Don't Let Fear Paralyze You and it'll come up and they can purchase it there but it's you know it's something that's it's it's a wonderful experience you know i'm not just saying that because I'm, I'm the readers i've been in communication with the readers they've told me what it's done for their life and so you know i just challenge everybody that you know out there if they're ready to really take the next step yeah. pick up the book and it'll be something that'll help your life
0: that's amazing what's next for
1: you so i'm currently working on a um something that's called the Optimal Living Summit um, and which is actually an extension of the book. And so what's happening with that particular summit is it's a a holistic summit for people again to look at themselves through various perspectives. And it all comes back down to this no fear model. Right. It's being presented with all different experts um, from nutrition, from fitness, from finances. There's various things that we talk about that help them set themselves free, set themselves free from any blockage or paralyzation. So I'm currently working on the Optimal Living Summit and uh, there's retreats happening. Um, We are going to the bahamas in november which is going to be really cool
0: amazing so so
1: there's some really cool wellness programs that we're developing right now that are actually um completely in line with the book so i'm really excited about it because we've already done a few and i see the results and they're really amazing
0: and if people are interested in learning more about that um
1: they can go to OptimalLivingSummit.com. And they can check out the retreats, they can go and see a little bit more about what it entails. Uh the information is there and and uh I think people will be pleasantly surprised because we need more of this, right? The, yeah. the, we, oh I
0: absolutely agree.
1: Right? We need we need more of these topics um on the table and, and, and creating these platforms for people to really start to access their true happiness. And that's really what it comes down to. If we if like fundamentally I'm all about what is gonna help you become the better version of you, right? And that's why I love being on the show because that's what this is all about. right Right. it's
0: precisely that's why I'm like you and I talked about it I'm like you like we got to do this we got to do this we got to do this
1: because it's 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 a certain type of topic or uh, a mission that you you take within your life we both are professionals in our field but there's something else that you know that I'm really passionate about because I know that it's needed and there's a void in society so when you can recognize that and you can share that with other people it's really just wonderful to experience
0: Amazing. Um, and I will get the links and post them in the show notes for people to, you know, easily do one one click uh, yes. to, to connect to your website. So we'll make sure we put that up when the um, episode airs. Um, I ha- I want to just say thank you so much for taking the time to talk about your book and talk about what's coming next and, and just share this uh, with the world. So yeah. thank you so much.
1: Thank you so much for being here. I'm Really, really, really happy to be here.